Welcome back to Pop Culture Failure, where we watch a thing for pop culture, and then we talk about it. I'm Sky. I'm Jake. And we're watching The Pirates of Darkwater, Episode 5, Victory. It's the end of the initial mini-series. Yes. Or so the legends go. By um, the legends, he means the trivia on IMDb. That's right. Same thing. It kind of had an end-of-series feel to it. Yeah, it definitely would have been a good ending to the mini-series. Yeah. Very open-ended, but, like, the the good... Spoiler, the good guys win. Sort of. But, um, I guess we should probably talk about what happened last time. Why? I don't know, to set it up. Uh, Ren's on the, on the I Maelstrom. I said why, because neither of us can remember. Mostly. Ren's on the Maelstrom with Nidler. Uh, there were a bunch of uh, prisoners. Led by Jessica Walter. Right. Living in the caverns of the ship. You know, like, ships have cave systems in them. Yeah. This one is a very complex cave system. And enormous. There's multiple li- creatures that live in there. Some of them are monsters. Some of them are people. Some of them are a little snuffly medicine dog. They look like Ditto without the eyes. It did have more of a, a dog shape, though. You're right. What's her name? Tula stole the treasures and was trying to sell them to to Bloth. And we were like, oh my god, Tula, what are you doing? You can't do that. That's a bad guy. Yeah, why'd you leave your lizard gun behind? Yeah, Go always get your damn bring lizard your lizard gun. gun. It was so neat. But that's where we left off, where Tula's trying to sell them out. And uh, that's kind of where we open up. You want to build a lizard gun? Yes. I mean, it's just a Coke bottle, a lizard, and a string. <laughs> a, a lizard that seems to be pretty cool with just living in a yeah. gun. What do you suppose you got to feed that lizard to make stink gas? I don't know. Uh, garlic? Crickets? Lots garlic, of... garlic crickets? Garlic crickets. Garlic roasted crickets. Mm-hmm probably fine sounds like it's pretty good for us i mean once the world ends we got to eat bugs to survive yeah and, and there's plenty of garlic afoot yeah garlic and crickets <laughs> so we open up and bloth is just staring at the first treasure of rule he's like hell yeah i got it finally now give me the compass because he's still negotiating with tula and she doesn't want to give it to him yet yeah seemably seeming seem seemingly <laughs> Remember how you went to school for talking? Uh, that was before the brain rot. <laughs> uh, I, it makes sense that she wouldn't want to just hand both over because then he could just kill her or, yeah. you know, do more unsavory things to her. But cause I, she, as far as I know, she and the lady who live in the ship are the only women in the show. There was that lady who looked like some sort of ape at the beginning. Yeah, and I guess there was the lady uh, monkey bird. Yes, very sexy. Very beautiful. She's very regal. Had some nice plumage. But yeah, she doesn't have the compass with her, or so she's claiming. Uh, she's keistered is... it. <laughs> Potentially. Bloth is still holding Conk over the pit that has the constrictus in it. She's going to throw him in there, you see. Right, the, uh, the last episode. But she, he has not as of yet. But he's gonna. But she wants like a thousand gold pieces for it. And then there's the guy who they had dangling over the ship's edge before who could possibly control the elements yes so it's his name eco terrorist or something no it was like terran that's his name earth his uh he's egomancer that's it apparently he's he claims he's the only one who could see the blackwater except later we everybody can i think he gets visions of of the blackwater early okay he gets like a trailer before (laughs) everyone else does so he's minority report yes he's minority reporting the dark water Neat. But he sees it coming through the bay, and Bluff is like, well, tell me when you see it. Oh, maybe he was talking to the guy in the crow's nest. Okay, so Taryn gave him a heads up, it's coming, and then he told the guy in the, the spotter's nest to look for it. Yes, that's why okay. that guy spins his little uh, bone bone circle around. Yeah. <laughs> I was confused earlier because I thought he told the guy who just told him it was coming to tell him when it was coming. Ah. That makes more sense marginally. This uh, 90s children's show is confusing to Sky because he's stupid. Yeah. But yeah, there is a neat little crow's nest guy who's got huge eyes. Who's their lookout? I mean, that's who you'd make the lookout. Yeah. He doesn't You're need there, to, big eyes. He doesn't need to blink. He's like, he's kind of like that inhuman 
who was a t- like a, a projector face, but different. I was just going to say, this is uh, this has similarities to the Inhuman Society. Where you got big <laughs> eyes, but your job is to look at stuff. Done. So he, yeah, he moves his little gyroscope around, and he's like, we still, we're still good here. Cool. There's no black water. Yet. And then Terran's like, it's going to happen, though. So, and then he sees it coming, and then I guess maybe it's not there, because the other guy didn't see it. I don't know. It's it's difficult to follow the lore. Blackwater is is elusive and confusing on purpose. Yeah, it looks like it's just an oil spill. Is this just an analog for like corporate greed? Probably. And like oil spills being bad. Yes. Okay, cool. But I think everything is Okay. That's you're not wrong. Not Captain Planet though. That's No, that was purely just for funsies. <laughs> yeah. That was uh, purely made for me with the envisioning of having a fire ring and enjoying setting things on fire. Yep. Nothing weird and creepy about that yeah. when you're a little kid who just likes setting things on fire. Yeah. For a while, I would use a magnifying glass because that was cool, too, because it was like using a laser to start fires. Yeah. I just want everyone to know I never set anything on fire as a child because I was normal. And now you're bad at it as an adult. Yeah. How often does it come up? I don't know. Whenever you have me come over to start a fire. Yeah. Your family doesn't camp like mine does. I don't ever need to start a fire. Everyone else is getting drunk. You need a job. <laughs> That's true. Someone's got to tend the fire and make sure no one falls in it. Exactly. Everyone else's job is to drink with me. <laughs> have fun. You don't like to have fun. It's true. So uh, inside the pit, the Constrictus has found Ren and the Nindler who are underneath the opening that Bl- Bloth is dangling conk over. The Constrictus... Swims up in water that is only, like, ankle-deep to Ren, but it's completely submerged. Maybe it can flatten itself out to it swim. Must. Like a Like a magic carpet? Yes. Squish itself down. I suppose I could have said flatworm, but magic carpet makes more sense to me. Except magic carpets don't poof up like this. They might. You... Name one. Look, just because we didn't see it happen doesn't mean it can't. I don't think either of us could name more than one magic carpet anyway. <laughs> they had one... On the hit TV sitcom, You Wish, starring a genie, it aired after Teen Angel. Okay. And had that one guy from Coach who went to your high school, or to your high school, to your college. Uh, uh, Jerry Van Dyke? Sure. It's Jerry Van Dyke. Yeah, I just, he was the older guy from Coach. Yes. That's all I know for sure. Um, and apparently the older guy from You Wish. Yeah. He was, he was an old genie, and he wasn't good at granting wishes anymore. You're one of seven people who remember this show. Yeah, I'm good at that. But yeah, the Constrictus pops up. It's like, I'm gonna eat ya! But Ren and Nidler jump off of the... The one sewer level they're on to a lower sewer level in this incredibly large boat. You're thinking too much about the complexities of this boat. It confuses and confounds me. It's Uh, just a big boat made of caves. (laughs) And sewer systems. And bones. But yeah, so uh, Bluff decides, actually, fuck this, and he drops Conk in the hole. Uh, because, honestly, yeah, fuck that guy. And he did screw up, sorta. And uh, Mantis, who is... Um, Meth Jafar. Meth Jafar, we finally got uh, a good hold on his name. <laughs> they said it enough times yes. for us to catch it this time. <laughs> he reminds us that he bet that Conk will live. Yeah, because the, the Constrictus ate his leg, and that's why he's got a peg leg that's also a fan. Yeah, yes. I was going to say, and sometimes you're from Heller, but that's just a fan. Yeah, they're basically the same. So the Constrictus desperately wants to eat Ren, uh, so it... Uh, I mean, he looks like, of all the people that we've seen, the least likely to give you a stomachache. <laughs> and he probably has the littlest amount of syphilis in him. Uh, so the Constrictus squeezes itself through a hole and plops itself down, and Conk goes right in. He starts biting it. And writing it, and it's weird. Why is it weird? Because, like, why would you uh, d- just attack it? Why wouldn't you try to escape through one of the narrow chasms? Because he's a fighter. He's he's fought it off before. He'll do it again. So he's going to bite it good. I guess. He knows what he's doing. He's he's survived this before. <laughs> he is arguably the only one who knows what he's doing. You sure don't. I don't. So You, you wouldn't last two seconds against a Constrictus. No, probably not. I would, first of all, be shocked that it exists. <laughs> And confused is how I got onto this <laughs> this weird TARDIS boat that's made of caves and skulls and 
yeah, I would I would get stung to death by it pretty quick. Yeah. Ren pulls Conk off him off of the constrictus and throws him down the weird cavern they're going and it exits out into a big looks like a crocodile skull. But might not but like be like a spooky crocodile. Yeah. It's spooky times here in Halloween. But like it looks like they got away, but then the constrictus constricts itself through the hole and everything's fine. Maybe I guess that's, that's why they call it a constrictus. Yeah, it can fit into whatever space it needs to occupy. Maybe that's why it can flatten into the water. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the its size seems really inconsistent from shot to <laughs> shot. So yeah, that makes sense. It's like that that one monster from uh, Fantastic Beasts, where it can fit in a teapot or a building. Oh yeah. Um. Then Ren gets stung by it. You know it's going to be a problem because he's immediately poisoned by it. Yeah. It really slows him down quickly. <laughs> he feels it right away. But Ren notices a weird system of pulleys and levers. And there's a boat being suspended inside this other boat. And he kicks away a bone holding up a bunch of pegs to a gear system. And while you would think that would just drop the boat on it, it instead releases the claw that holds up the boat. And then drops the claw. It's a very yes. unique system. Well, there's a lot of magic in this town. It's true. So, uh, Nidler, Ren, and Conk push uh, the slave wheel and like lift the uh, the constrictus up in the air as though it's in a crane game. Yeah, it gets chosen by the claw. But instead of being able to just like squiggle itself out like you'd expect, it gets suspended there indefinitely. It got clamped pretty good by that claw. Even though most of the claw isn't cinched around it, it just seems to be pinching it real good. He doesn't like to be pinched. I don't either, so I get it. I'm gonna, for the rest of this episode, I'm just going to pinch you <laughs> randomly. You're a monster. Conk runs through a sewer, and Ren tries to follow, but he gets passed out because, you know, uh, constrictor poison. Yeah. And it's signified, the constrictor sting. It's signified by a big red spot on his arm where he it's got really hit. It's like a big pink spot, which is, I think, funnier. Yeah. I wonder if it itches like a mosquito bite. It looks like it itches like a son of a bitch. Yeah. Ren doesn't say anything about it, but I'm sure it's there. None of these people shower, so all their shit probably itches. Probably. So they're probably really good at just <laughs> not itching. They are lousy with vermin. Yeah, and their buttholes sure. are caked with dried poos. <laughs> that may not be true. Some of these pirates, definitely. Yeah, you, are you saying that you think Ren has a clean, beautiful asshole? Because <laughs> that's what I'm hearing? Yeah. Okay. Just a perfect golden butthole. <laughs> I mean, he is the chosen one or whatever. That's right. He can't be the chosen one with a messy b-hole. Nobody would respect you. Uh, so Kong climbs up a bone ladder leading up to the top deck, and Nidler lets it happen. But and then Kong gets fucking Winnie the Pooh into the, into the hole. You know what? He's dressed almost exactly like Winnie the Pooh. He's just got too many pants. Yeah. He's got a big fat tummy and a vest shirt. Yeah. He's got a shirt that's effectively a sports bra, just like Winnie <laughs> the Pooh. That's right. Uh, plus his big jar of honey. Yeah, he's constantly snacking. He's constantly asking for smack rolls of honey. <laughs> but he means gold when he says honey, because pirates. But then no one draws a big scary face on his ass and adds <laughs> antlers. Not this time, anyway. The other pirates are busy looking down the other hole where they can't see anything. Because we get a view of it, and it's just pitch black down there, but they're assuming they're going to see... Maybe the Constrictus has a relationship with them. It's going to pop up and say, yep, I ate him. I, it's going to just come up and spit out his leg and then go back down. <laughs> so they're just yelling into the hole on that side, and uh, nobody a notices Conk asking for help. Which leads Nidler to run up and just bite him in the butt. I don't know how much that would hurt, because he's got the fleshy people lips on the bottom half. I mean... He's got teeth, though, doesn't he? I think so. So I guess teeth and, and beak together probably really hurt. What a nightmare this world is. <laughs> yeah, so many stinky, itchy buttholes. Just, just the stink alone. So Konko's running over to uh, Meth Jafar. We've come this far, Mantis. I'm not going to change him. It's true. And he's like, hey, Ren's down there. We should do something about that. Bluff will give me money, I guess. I hope. And uh, if you recall... Meth Jafar, I think we mentioned this up top, bet on Conk surviving, and all the other pirates are pissed off that he's alive, so they dogpile him, and I guess beat the shit out of him. And everybody else pays up what they owe uh, Meth Jafar, who he hands off his gold to uh, the weird like person he's enslaved to carry around. He's a garbage pail kid, I said that before, he's just a garbage pail kid that uh, is chained to this trunk where Mantis keeps his money. Yeah. 
that's their whole job, I guess. Yeah. It, I, I told you sex it's stuff. Ju- it's absolutely sex stuff. It's just like the Inhumans. Yeah. You get one job, and I guess if you're a little car- garbage pail kid, you uh, carry around a big treasure chest full of gold. Yeah, and if you don't do your one job, you get thrown in the mines down below. Yeah, that's why they have those mines in that boat. Inhumans took way too many cues from this. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking weird, man. The other pirates beat the shit out of Blotha. We go below deck where... Uh, Jessica Walter. Jessica Walter. She had a name, and I knew it for that episode. Avon? I, something I, like that? I think so. Avon's calling upon the rest of the group to uh, rise up, because Brent has shown them the light or something. Yes. I don't think he did that. I don't remember he, he what just, he did. Wherever he goes, he's inspiring folks, Sky. Okay, but like how? All he By did, being the best. At what? Being polite, mostly. Yeah. He's probably the best lighthouse keeper they've ever met. <laughs> That's true. I mean, I guess just knowing that his, he's alive is enough, because these guys are all, like, from Octopon or whatever. Or at least she is. The, Jessica, Jessica Walters, Walters is, for sure. The rest of them may have just... Their boats might have been eaten by the bigger boat. But she's adopted them into her society, so they have to bring Octopon's society back. Sure. And standing next to her is a man with a big blue tattoo that's a big tattoo of nothing. It's a palm tree. Is it? No. <laughs> could be anything. It's just a big splotch. I mean, you don't you don't know this world that well. It could be something like... That could be their Mickey Mouse. <laughs> I hope it is. Everyone recognizes it immediately. The man with the big blue tummy uh, hears something from the grate that's just right there. And Nidler's on the other side of it. And he's like, Ren got stung by a... M- Constrictor? That's it. Constrictus. I was going to call it a jellyfish, but it's not necessarily a jellyfish, but it is kind of. It's got teeth and bones, so it can't be a jellyfish. Yeah. But either way, they get this little pig. Yeah. So they pull Ren out and just co-alter calls for the dream, which is a little purple goo thing. I wouldn't say he's made of goo. He just looks like a fat little. It just, I, I can't divorce it from a ditto. So it, you can't divorce anything from a ditto. It's true because the ditto can look like anything. That's right. In the what the Detective Pikachu movie, it we learned that and how it how truly dangerous it is. I believe you. Because there was a girl who was being a or a ditto that was pretending to be a lady. She kicked the ass of the main character, Pikachu. Uh the other main character, oh. the human main character, but the. The dream pulls the venom out of Ren basically instantaneously, and everything's fine. So we cut to over to where Terran is. He's the geomancer, and we get a view of the inside of his quarters. He's got a dirt bed and a globe. And that weird stick. Yeah, he's got a magic stick, but it's got a weird fork on the end. And also he wears his underpants with a little poncho over the top. Yeah, well, I mean, if you get a broad enough poncho, you don't need to wear pants. Everybody knows that. That's true. Bloth goes over and yells at him that he needs clear skies to sail or whatever. And Terran's like, I don't know if I can keep doing this. Yeah, I can't keep fucking with the ecosystem, man. Someone's gonna give. And Bloth yells at him because that's unacceptable. Which it is. I mean, if you're someone's slave, you do what they tell you. Yeah, but also, like, he's commanding the actual elements. Like, (laughs) cut him some slack. Maybe he can't do it every day. Maybe he should just command some lightning down to fry this guy. Yeah, set the boat on fire and take everybody out. It'll be fine. Bluth threatens to throw his dirt bed off of, off of the uh, the boat, because that'll s- kill him. Because uh, he's a vampire, and he has to sleep on a little bit of his soil. Is that a vampire thing? Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, you can't travel across seas without some of your soil. Oh, okay. Um, and that tracks. I don't know. According to what we do in the shadows, you have to sleep on some of the soil from your homeland. Really? Yeah, otherwise you get all loopy and funny. Seems very complicated. Yeah, it's a good episode. (laughs) It's probably the best episode of the season so far. I see. The vampires go to Atlantic City and the maid cleans up the dirt under their beds. Oh no! (laughs) So so things take a turn. Is Atlantic City far from where they live? No. Okay. Well, Well, it's far from their homelands, because they just live in Staten Island, but they're from, like, you know, European places. Croatia and England, maybe. <laughs> Nameless Eastern Europe? Yeah. That's where uh, Christopher Lee fought those uh, werewolves that they were treating like vampires. 
Uh, so Bloth grabs the grabs the geomancer and uh, drags him out to the ship. And it turns out he can calm the seas after all. He reflects some light through his uh, his staff and shoots the water with it. Thinks well, I think to be he okay. could calm the seas always. It was just he probably shouldn't do it again. He reached his limit for the day. Well, it's just you know, there's always going to be a consequence in the long run. I think is this is is his concern. Maybe, but it seems to be working. So we cut over to where Tula, Gast, Ayaz, and Tuli? Zuli, 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 which uh, is the big mermaid-haired man. Yeah, and we get <laughs> a really excellent shot of the smoking lizard gun uh, while the two of them are napping at the table. I really wish that this lizard gun will play a much larger role in this story. I just want to show about the lizard gun. Hell yeah. It's origin, where the other other lizards are. Are there more than one kind of lizard what's that, gun? What's that lizard's name? Mike. I, I'm judging by, like, the complicated names of this era, of this show, probably something silly. Yeah. It's definitely not Liz, like Ms. Frizzle's lizard. It's the only lizard you know, isn't it? It's the only lizard with a name I know offhand. All right, that's fair. Except for, like, the dragons from Turtles. Or, I I think we mentioned it uh, last time, the lizard on Rescuers Down Under is called Joanna. We did mention that, and I did not remember it from last week. But I'm telling you right now. Yeah, I know. That's a lizard with a name. It's called Joanna. It's true. They come to. They're obviously miffed about being gassed. Ayaz especially. He flips a table. He's so mad. And he's a man. I think he flips a table always anyway. That's just how he gets up from a table. <laughs> he does do it with pretty steady frequency. They swear vengeance, and then they uh, see Tula posing on the side of the uh, the maelstrom. Because she's a woman, and that's what women do. Yeah, they just hang out. Tuli pulls out a crossbow, and uh, Ayaz is like, I'm going to kill her with this. What'd you call him? Tuli? Oh, it's Zuli, isn't it? Yeah. I was yawning, but I was like, I don't think Sky did that, right? <laughs> I heard it as Tuli, but apparently it's Zuli. You were mixing I up you over Tula me. with Zuli. That's probably it, yeah. yeah. No, it's not probably it. That's what happened. You're dumb. <laughs> no, I'm bad with names. Ayaz tells to Zuli that he doesn't have to come on his revenge mission, but Zuli's like, nah, Meth Jafar owes me a gold piece. And Ayaz is like, that's a dumb reason to help me, but whatever, I'll take it. Yeah. What a, what a fucking time and place to be alive where you can just murder your way to the gold piece that's owed to you. Yeah. Like, you can just leave trails of bodies. Mm-hmm. That's why D&D Conse- is fun. Consequence-free. Usually, yeah. This guy, D&D isn't actually murdering someone for a single gold piece. It can be. A- actually murdering? Oh, no. But, like, your character can do that. Yeah. That's, that's exactly the same thing as watching this. The man just killed some people. Oh, that's great. No, I'm talking about... The blood of another sentient being on your hands because you wanted a gold piece, Sky. Yeah. That feeling running through your veins that you can't find anywhere else. That high. <laughs> Do you have something you need to talk no, about? No, I'm good. Did that escape room awaken something in you? <laughs> I had to kill a lot of people to save the world. Cool. So they hop ship and they run over towards the maelstrom, probably. Meanwhile. Probably. We <laughs> we cut back to where Ren is. He's clutching the uh, the one of the treasures of rule. The second treasure, I presume. I don't think he passed out with it in his hand, so somebody put it there. I guess when you pass out, sometimes you get things out of your pockets. <laughs> and he goes into uh, what he calls later a fever dream, but it's more of an acid trip because he sees his dad tell him uh, a cryptic rhyme about how to save the world. I feel like the line between acid trip and fever dream are razor thin anyway. Yeah, they're just induced by different things. You know, fevers and and drugs. This Uh, one's neither. This one is constrictus sperm. Which could be drugs, depending on how you use it. It laid its eggs in his arm. (laughs) It's going to explode later. Maybe. That'd be a neat ending. Just the constrictus explodes out of red and eats the rest of the heroes and it's over. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It would be unexpected for sure. Ba-da-ba-ba-da-bum. So Ghost Dad tells him to get the treasures and not let Bloth have them, because if Bloth has them, then he can control the Blackwater, and the Blackwater is going to kill the world. Yes. And then Nidler is holding his hand, and Red wakes up. He's like, ah, oh, butts, what the hell happened? Something didn't put its eggs in my arm, did it? <laughs> did you cut my arm open and get the eggs out? <laughs> no, huh? Fuck. Well, it's too late now. Meanwhile, Jessica Walter is giving them, uh, the, the sewer people, a speech, and uh, she's like, Look, we can go fight now or we can go fight later, but we gotta fight. 
And Ren, ever the sweetheart, is like, you guys can't fight. This is my fight. Don't get hurt. Which I think is why people like him. He's also still pretty woozy and wobbly from the, the venom. Quick, I need someone to suck the eggs out of my arm. <laughs> I had a dollar for every time you said that to me. <laughs> I get stung by a lot of things. I have $11. <laughs> Which isn't a lot, but it's weird that it keeps happening. <laughs> but Jessica Walter leaves with Ren down the sewer. I... It just keeps going deeper and deeper, this fucking ship. <laughs> Eventually, they gotta hit water. Like, just water, not sewer water. <laughs> Is this ship just, like, constantly leaking all of the sewer water out? I don't know. It must leave a disgusting trail of piss and shit. That's for sure. Maybe that's the source of the black water. <laughs> yeah. Trying to get home. It's constantly following the ship. Yeah, because your ship's leaking it. <laughs> it's not black water. That's just refuse. Revolting. They, they're they walking down one of the many caverns, and then they hear a weird noise. And they're like, oh, fuck, there's another constrictus. We're all going to die. But then it's just a group of people. It's the it's the, the peop- Jessica the Walter people. Yeah. But how did... They came down a different sh- shaft? I, I assumed it was the same one. Oh, okay. We're at the weirdest part of the fucking episode now. Yeah. So the, the prisoners are coming to help them, I guess. Or yes. die with them. I don't fucking know. But we cut up to... Uh, I guess Bloth's room? Yeah, he calls it his quarters. It is his quarters. He's, He's got a got... big crab-shaped table. I honestly love that table. It is a rad design, and it's just a big table that's probably carved out of a crab because it's got crab legs. And he's got a big spooky chair. Made of a rib cage, like most of his ship. But then there's a dead rat under it, and it doesn't mean anything. He like looks at it startled. Yeah, he gets spooked by it. And kicks it under a couch as though he's embarrassed by it. Your ship's made of bones! I guess, because he goes to get the door and it's Tula. So I guess he was thinking he was going to score with Tula. And that a dead rat would have been a bridge too far in killing the mood. It would be awkward. Yeah. Instead of just getting an STD, you also get the Black Plague. How many dead rats did you kick under something before I walked in here, Sky? Is not mm. to be embarrassed. <laughs> so, what, you were standing when I came in? <laughs> you were nudging rats under things? Maybe. Not going to say no. People were always like, how was Sky's house? And I was like, there's a lot of dead rats. Full of spiders, like, that's for sure. He's got rats? And I'm like, no, he's got dead rats. <laughs> it's weirder. It's too many spiders. They eat the rats. But yeah, he answers the door and it's Tula and she's there to talk business. So she initially wanted 2,000 gold pieces for the compass and the treasure. And Bloth tucks her down to 85. And then tries to cheat her out of most of that. Yeah, he's like, so we talked like 50. It was 40. 40. And then she says, no, no, no. And so he has another bag ready with, I guess, 45 more. I guess. Pieces. And she takes them and hands over the compass. And Bloth propositions her, but not in the way I expected. He asks her to be his new number two, because he doesn't like Meth Jafar. Who would? Yeah, he's creepy and gross, and apparently just hoards wealth. And Tula says, yeah, I'm going to go count this, and then maybe. I mean, how do you not hoard wealth on a ship like this? What are you spending money on? I don't know. I guess that's why they always buried it. Or so the legends go. (laughs) So we cut to uh, the other side of the deck, where Ren has found his way out. He's lifting up a bone gate. And, uh, a lot of bone gates in the poop deck on this ship. Yeah, well, use what you got. They got bones for some reason. So many bones. And uh, Ren happens to spy Tula talking to herself. And he's like, fuck that bitch. Oh, wait. Well, actually, no, maybe not. Nidler is focused on, like, fish in a barrel or something. Yeah, he's, I think he says they're pickled somethings, <laughs> which I think ends up being a fish. He needs a smackerel of fish. He loves a, He loves a good dinner. Who doesn't? Don't we all? Tula goes over to Terran, who is laying down on his dirt bed, and he has roots growing out of all of his body into the dirt, and that's how he eats, I guess. If I know anything about plants is that you can't do that to the same soil for that long. Yeah, you'll use it up, and I imagine a human body would use up resources a lot faster than a plant, but with the moving around and stuff. Yeah, well, you know, um, that's the whole problem with our planet right now, is that the humans keep using up all their resources. Yeah, humans are bad at everything. We deserve our fate. But Tula knocks and he's like, I'm eating, damn it. Wait till I'm done. And then he's done like a second later. Uh, and he's like, oh, it's Tula. Hey. He sucks in his roots like he's got caught J.O. in. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird and icky. But he recognizes Tula and she's like, I'm here to rescue you. They're from the same place. I guess. Uh, they mention, Ayaz mentions 
her island earlier, Bloth mentions the same island for Terran. Right. At some point. So if you're paying attention, you could connect the dots earlier. But the, now the dots are just completely connected for you. Yeah, because they just said it. it. So he walks over and Pi faces her because he doesn't want her to rescue him or something. I thought he was showing her this vision. Oh, that could be. That makes more sense than her him just pie-facing her. Just slapping her face and being like, get out of here! Slap, slap, slap! Yeah, he shows her what happened to their island, which is a very, very tiny island. But it's got a with, big tall tree with buildings in it. Yeah, it's kind of neat. It looks like a Legend of Zelda venue. But then the Blackwater just kind of bubbles over it and eats it. Gobbles it right the fuck up. Very easily. And apparently... The Blackwater is horny for eating stuff, I'll tell you that. <laughs> sure is. And uh, she did not know that her world was, or that her uh, her home was destroyed, because that's the reason she uh, betrayed Ayaz and Ren. Yeah, now she's all like, oh fuck, I sold these people out for nothing. Yeah. So, my bad, I guess. So she's like, well, if I don't rescue you, then everything I did sucks super bad. Yeah. But he's like, no, the boy is the key. He's got to get 13 treasures. Remember <laughs> at the beginning in, of the episode, um, in the in the opening, they yeah. tell you he's got to get the 13 treasures? Remember the title that? credits tell us everything we need to know and what we need to do. And then Nidler climbs into a barrel of fish and starts mowing down, and it spooks uh, Tula, who pulls her knife. Nidler is horny for fish. <laughs> Nidler's horny for everything. And uh, she sees Ren, and Ren's like, hey, I'm not dead. And she's like, I thought you were. And he's like, but I smell like death because of fish. Because I've been in the sewers. (laughs) That's true. Of this ship. You've been soaked in so much shit. First you got caked in orca paste, which probably didn't smell great. No. And then, I don't know, four layers of sewer. Yeah, he was in and out of that sewer for an entire episode. And And then part of this episode. Fish juice. Yeah, dude, you probably smell fucking terrible. But she uh, hugs him and holds his hand and grabs his arm and everything's fine between them. He's not mad at all f- because he completely understands. Because well, he's a sweetie pie. Yeah. He's also super trusting. Yeah. Except for when he's not. But yeah, Ren agrees that we're, we definitely need to save this guy. Even though if we take him away from this dirt, he'll die. But then Tula's like, well, here's what's going to happen. I'll go trick Bloth. I'll feign a blowjob. <laughs> and probably... Uh, bad things will happen from me pretending, but whatever. So we cut up to where Eyeball Man is looking out. He's like, ah, there's dark water. Uh, and then some big-nosed fella wearing pink boots is like, what are you talking about, dude? Yeah, there's, it's not far away. It's right here. And then he throws a ball. I mean, into it's the... a rock. Is it a rock? Yeah. Did he say it's a rock? It just looks like a rock. Oh, it could just be a fish thing. Like, we just saw a featureless blob that was a fish guy. Not a fish guy, but uh, the whatever the dream was. I think it's just a rock in a little net, and he's trying to knock the dark water out. I thought he was feeding it so it wouldn't attack the ship. Well, it, I mean, it seems to eat anything, so it could just be a rock. Maybe it's a melon, then. I'd argue that it floated, so it couldn't be a, a, a rock, but later we'll see People them, can dance people on the dark water? On it. Yeah. We'll never know. <laughs> we'll go to our graves. Well, there's still today. more to the series. You're going to be like, remember the time that guy threw uh, a sphere at this? It was a basketball, actually. You were both wrong. It was a great basketball. I would accept a basketball floating. So those dudes who were throwing whatever at the Blackwater get pulled over, and it's Ayaz and Zuli. I don't know if they got murdered, but it looks like they were probably thrown into the dark water. Yeah, I'm sure the dark water ate them. So we jump over to Bloth's quarters, and we get to see his boss table with the crab legs and meth jafar comes in to talk to him he's gonna brush past his big spooky bed yeah okay it's got a gargoyle for the headboard (laughs) of course it does would you expect anything different i don't know (laughs) (laughs) fair meth jafar comes in and bloth is like look we could control the dark water now because i have one of the jewels of rule and the compass i'll find the rest of them plot a course for this thing even though we don't see him activate the compass it is blinking but we don't see a beam go anywhere while he's talking, Ayaz has found his way in, and he shoots, uh, like, 50 arrows, but not into their actual fleshy bodies, but into their clothes, pinning yeah. them to the floor and to the table. One of those arrows to the temple would have taken out. Yeah, and, and then you wouldn't have to worry about it any further. Uh, Ayaz doesn't take the time to finish the job. Finish the job, Ayaz. In fact, Bluff is able to free himself pretty easily. He just sweeps the legs, Charlie. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's how that goes. And then he steps on uh, Ayaz. He's like, I'm going to kill you to death. Uh, and we see Zuli fighting uh, two guys at a time while eating an apple because he's such a good fighter. Yeah, and then he kills two guys with the, that apple. <laughs> and then Methjafar comes out. He's like, I'm going to take him because he got free too. And he's got nipples on his shoulders, which is weird. I think they might just be warts. There's no are- areolas. They're just bumps. I mean, you don't need an areola for a nipple. I, areola I, separate from the nipple. I don't know what the answer is to that. They're the same color as his flesh. They look a lot more like warts than nipples, but you go right ahead. Look, people with multiple nipples don't necessarily have multiple areolas. But apparently, Methjafar is a good swordsman, and uh, Zuli's like, I'm here to get my gold piece, bitch! And then he gets knocked over pretty easily. Zuli's got, I don't know, 200 pounds on Methjafar? I don't yeah, know how he got knocked down so easily. Methjafar is the power of meth. <laughs> I guess. Zuli is like, actually, fuck this. Throws a sword at him. Yeah, he does the only logical thing. And then he steals both the, the gold trunk and the little munchkin that's tied to it. And for whatever reason, the trunk full of one of the heaviest metals doesn't sink to the bottom of the ocean. Instead, I mean, it floats. There's air in there, too. Are you saying that this chest is airtight? Yes. Okay, cool. Sure, why not? I mean, there's weirder stuff that's happened in this episode. Yeah, we don't know how much salt is in this water. <laughs> It's true. Maybe there's several uh, lizard guns in there, and their bottles are very buoyant. Yeah. So Ayaz has been tied to a mast that is a bone. Loth is standing in front of him, taunting him with uh, the the compass that he bought off of Tula. He's like, I'm going to use this, and I'm going to get all the treasures, and you're going to be dead. I think he tells him he's going to kill him by letting uh, some kind of bird come out. Razor beaks, I yeah. think he called them. So I guess they're going to eat his skin off or something. Yeah, maybe that's what seagulls are in this world. Yeah, they're just sharp seagulls. <laughs> uh, Ren and the prisoners are hanging out, I don't know, in a somewhere on the ship. Like, above... <laughs> they just Jack... look like they're in a closet off to the side. It does, yeah. A bone closet. <laughs> the bone zone. At that point, and they're like, we're only going to give Tula five minutes to pull this off. So and... Tula walks up, she's like... Maybe I will be the whatever. Yeah, she offers him a trip to the bone zone, if you know what I'm saying. Sky. <laughs> That's right. Sky, you know what I'm saying? I do. And Ayaz ruins it. He pulls the mast out of the floor and hits uh, Bloth well, with it. He still thinks Tula's a traitor. Right. Because technically she is. Yes. Even for good reasons. Yes. She's still a traitor. Yeah, there's definitely another way that could have worked. And he, <laughs> he just pulls the mast out and smashes Bloth with it. And then instead of killing Bloth first, he goes after Tula, using his entire body to wave this mast around. He didn't notice the 20 or so dudes run out of the closet to attack Bloth's guys. But he's, he's too busy trying to murder Tula. He does hulk out of the binds that have him tied to the mast. Sure the fuck does. He's a strong guy, this one. <laughs> Could have done that at any time. He's biding his time. You don't want to just play your all your cards right away. Yeah, that's fair. You don't know anything about cards sky yeah and he's like i'm gonna kill this girl and then ren's like yeah don't though because i'm cool with her and then he's like ah ren and then he runs over to hug him he's like you're not dead tula chastises them for broing out while they should be fighting niddler drops a boom uh on uh bloth and tula runs into not kratos what's Terran. terran's room House. tula runs in and like starts scooping up dirt from terran's room because she's going to save him after all. Even though I thought they decided they weren't going to do that. But now they are. Yeah, well, things have got different. There's uh, you know, all this fighting going on. It's distracting. There is a lot of fighting. Ren's alive. Yeah. Ayaz is here. Jessica Walters gets hit off of the side of the boat. But the boat is shaped weird in such a way that uh, there's like a slant leading up to the main deck. So you can slide down it like a slide and then you'll fall off. And she's clinging to the side of that. Then Ren goes to save her. Which he does. Well, yeah. For now. Like, he does help her up, and then he climbs to the top of the ship. When he reboards the ship, Bloth comes over and kicks the feet out from under him. So casually. And then takes a minute before he's like, ah, it's red! It's like, you saw him the whole time, but you're just now realizing? And then he sees Jessica Walters, and he yells at her, I should have just fucking killed you a long time ago. And yeah, dude, I don't know why you kept her around. Yeah, I didn't. And while he's yelling this, Ren takes his sword, shard, the broken sword, and hucks it at a catapult, which throws a big ball of fire at Bloth, hitting him in the back, which is pretty rad. 
and Bloth's on fire. He drops Jessica Walters. She falls back down the ship and into the black water. Turns out you can just stand on it. Well, until It'll, it eats you. Yeah, it's definitely this Venom symbiote trying to eat you. But, like, you've got a second. Yeah. Bloth runs over to a barrel, pours it on himself. Apparently, it, it was just, it was water. Even though it was by the fire catapults, I assume. I mean, you keep a barrel of water next to the fire catapults in case anything goes wrong. It's basic, yeah. basic OSHA. <laughs> staunch supporters of osha these pirates yeah, they got, it's it's all about safety at this point bluff brings out the treasure of rule and the compass to taunt ren he's like i got both of these bitch and i'm gonna get them all and ren runs over and punches him in the face causing him to drop the treasure and the compass so the blackwater started grabbing the bone sides of the bone boat and starts tilting it so the fight is going poorly everyone starts tipping port or starboard <laughs> And Tula grabs the, the, the treasure and the compass because she's quick on her feet and with her hands. But Bluff and Ren have fallen off the side and are standing on the black water. Oh no! Ayaz sees that and they're like, we gotta help him. No, Tula's like, we gotta help him. And Ayaz is like, we gotta get out of here. Yeah, we'll die too. So they jump off the other side of the boat where the black water isn't, I guess. The crew uh, throw down a grappling hook for Bluff to grab hold of and he gets pulled aboard. And Ren is struggling is Zuli on that boat? Yes. Okay. Zuli brought must have brought the the treasure chest over to the boat. Um, the Wraith, if you yes. like, they called it. They steer it around, and Ren is still struggling with the boat. And somebody yells at him to use the. It's Terran. Is it Terran from okay. the Maelstrom? He okay. Says stab it with the treasure. Yeah, and this treasure because, is because Ren is trying to give the guys on the Wraith the treasure. Right, because. He's assuming, rightfully so, that he'll just die, Yeah. but he wants them to carry on. So he pushes his hand in the dark water, and it just turns into pink bubbles. He just turns it into bubble bath. Yeah, it's a big foaming vat of Mr. Bubble. And everybody's like, huh, how about that? And they are, are able to circle back around and pick Ren up, and uh, they sail away. Well, first Nidler brings Terran over, because well, Nidler mean, and Terran are on the bad guy boat still. Right. They start to sail away. Ren is like, fuck, we gotta go get the compass and the treasure, but... Oh, yeah. Both Ayaz and uh, Tula worked out a thing where they finish each other's sentence, because they're like, you mean these? And So now they have dose treasures and one compass. That's right. Which means they can find the remaining nine. No, wait. uh, Eleven. Eleven. (laughs) I thought there was only eleven. Zuli decides, actually, fuck this, and he steals their dinghy and heads back to his gaming boat. I mean... his gaming spot. He's got a fucking thing full of treasure and a little sex maniac. Like, <laughs> Yeah, he's good to he's go. He's good. But you'd think that Bluff, I guess he's got a fire to deal with. But you'd think that he would shoot their boat with something. At this point, Nidler grabs Terran and flies away with him. Bloth is pissed at Meth Jafar and in general. He's like, go get a uh, whatever the dragons are Dagron. called. Dagron. A Dagron, and you're going to go chase after them. And uh, Nidler just carries Terran over. I wonder if Terran touches the water, he'll die. I don't know. He's just old. I assume he he. I mean, he's a he's like a a climate guy, like a an elements oh, you guy. Know what? I guess he's probably fine in the water. Tula's from there, and she's been wet at least once. Yeah, that. What do you think? They're witches? Gross. No, but like he's a magic earth guy, and I thought that maybe he'd like dissipate in. Uh... I don't think he's made of earth. We don't know that he's not. We don't know that he is. You're just making that up. Yeah, more or less. I think he'll be fine if he gets wet. We'll see. But the laser beam shoots out of the amulet into a storm cloud. Towards the two moons. And uh, Ren's like, hell yeah, it is. We're going to go get the treasures. And then like a weird magic force coalesces amongst them and shoots up into the air. I Uh, think Ayaz is like, "Uh, that really looks like there's dark water on the horizon. And he's like, well, we got these treasures now. Yeah, we'll be fine. Uh, They sail off into the uh, moonrise or set. Hard to say. That's how it ends. Jake, uh, yes. What was the most turtlerific part? The most turtlerific part, Sky, I think, um, was perhaps. Um, I mean, they were they were plentiful in their turtlerificness, but stall in, for time. In, yeah, in trying to stall, I can't use my the other half of my brain to think <laughs> of something. I don't know. I I, I think it's turtlerific that uh, Taryn is a is a weird weather vampire. It was weird, and kind of gross to see. His, his roots gross. were icky. Imagine in real gross. life you see a man sprouting roots. 
that he can I'm, suck into his body. I'm always imagining that. <laughs> what a horror show. I'm imagining that on you right now. Gross. It's disgusting and I hate it. What did you think was Turtlerific Sky? I don't want to say the Maelstrom because it confuses me and it makes me angry. <laughs> but it was pretty turtlerific how many fucking layers there are to that boat. And how many caves it has. Yeah. Why is it a boat made of caves? Gotta be made of something. Guess Bones so. and caves and shit. <sighs> yeah. I also think that the minor appearance of the lizard gun was pretty turtlerific. Well, yeah, that's always turtlerific. Yeah. Uh, Roy's gonna be chasing that turtle or that lizard gun high. Yeah. Forever, really. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the most likable or effective character? That's an easy one, Sky. It's the little sex nymph that is attached to uh, Meth Jafar's tr- trunk that becomes Zuli's sex slave. Probably. His little garbage pale kid sex man. It, it could be consensual. We don't know. He seemed into it. Meth Jafar can't be great to work for. Yeah, but maybe he's a passionate lover. Mm, could be. I don't think that little guy discriminates. He just wants to get pounded. <laughs> I see. And good for him if that's what he wants. Yeah, whatever. Chase your bliss, I guess. Yeah, if you're a little goblin. Uh, I'm going to give it two ayahs for feeling anger at being betrayed and wanting to uh, avenge Ren and also having a sword that's kind of cool. But then getting over it immediately. Yeah. He can forgive and forget. Definitely forget. <laughs> it's easy. Just watch. Oh, what? What's going on? Uh, so yeah, what'd you do for pop culture palette? Well, Sky, let me tell you some stuff that I did. Most, uh, mostly the usual stuff that I do. I got, yeah. I got caught up on the Power Rangers comic because I was a couple of those behind. That's still good. Still, probably the best comic that I'm reading. So good for them. Yeah. But I started season seven of Curb Your Enthusiasm. I watched the first six seasons like a hundred years ago, and uh, Furby was like, "You should at least watch this season." You know, friend of the show, John Furby? Yes. He was like, you should at least watch this season. It's the Seinfeld reunion season. And uh, so I've been watching that, and it's it's pretty fun. Just Larry David getting in misunderstandings, and uh, and it's a hoot. It's him yelling at people for no... I mean, I would say for no reason, but a lot of times there's a Larry David-esque reason. You know? Sure. What about you, Sky? It's October. Um, it's uh... not. He's lying. <laughs> so all of the streaming services are like, hey, here's more horror movies. Is it more, or did they just organize them so they're easier to find? It could be that one. I feel like they do take some off and put some on. They're constantly rotating through stuff. I never know what's going on. Yeah. So I've been doing that. I watched uh, some movie about a, a, a rideshare guy being a, a murderer. Stuber. No, but close. And also, before you got here, I was watching that movie that has Daisy Ridley and Tom Hiddleston. Nope. nope. That's not it. Tom Holland. Yep. There's it's that, called Chaos Rising. Yeah, it, it's off-world, and everybody can hear men's thoughts, but ladies can't I like that you keep broadcast. referring to it as off-world instead of a different planet. That's a weird way to say that. Is it off-world? I mean, it depends. It's not off their <laughs> world. <laughs> They're all from Earth. They're settlers from Earth. Oh, you didn't say that. No. You just said off-world. Yeah, they're off-world. It's okay. I'm only halfway through, because I I demanded he, I demanded he shut that garbage off. Yeah. Then I slapped him around a little. It's bizarre, but Tom Holland is, <laughs> his um, gener- genuine earnestness at the excitement of seeing a girl for the first time is pretty fun. You can relate. Yeah. Uh, I've done other stuff. To uh, pretending you're Spider-Man and then never seeing a girl before. <laughs> that's right. It is officially uh, Inktober. It's not. He's lying. The guy who started Inktober kind of sucks, so I'm doing OC-tober instead. Oh no, what'd the guy who started Inktober do? Um, not sex stuff, but like shitty person stuff. Like he copy or trademarked or copywrote Inktober. And then he tried to like threaten artists uh, who are trying to sell their Inktober stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. Jake Park? Something like that. I forget his name. I, I mean, I guess it's been around so long. I didn't ever think that about the person who probably was like, this is a thing you should do. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to myself this October yeah. and pretend like I'm going to do it not for four times. Pretend. No, I got things to do. <laughs> I got a floor to finish installing when I get home. <laughs> I'm so close to being done. Yay! Then next weekend, you have to come over and help me move things. Okay. I just haven't told you yet. Except I'm not going to be home next weekend, so maybe the weekend after that. Well, I'm not going to do it while you're not there. <laughs> but that's what I hoped, so the heavy <laughs> stuff will get moved. I'll uh... move the action figures. <laughs> Oh, I'll move them. You can move the full filing cabinet. Oh, good. 
Sounds great. Yeah. You know uh, what regular people shouldn't have is a filing cabinet. Where the where will you keep your files? I don't know. I just had them laying around before. <laughs> now they're in a cabinet or piled on top of the cabinet to be filed and not being filed. Yeah, it's way easier. Yeah, and I bet ninety five percent of the stuff in that filing cabinet I don't actually need. Probably but you not. don't know what you need. That's true. Till you don't need it or do need it. Yeah, I don't even know where my birth certificate is. I have no idea where mine is. I don't think I've ever touched mine. I'm sure my mom has it. I would. Yeah, probably in a safe deposit box or something. Or in a filing cabinet at their house. I don't know got my social security card i have your death certificate <laughs> just ready waiting but yeah i'm sure there's other stuff i did but i can't remember you know par for the course anyway uh thank you guys very much for listening um you can follow the show at failed pop culture with no e at the end you can rate and review on whatever podcast app you use for that you can email the show at popculturefailuregmail.com and you can follow me i'm at sandwich surplus and then midwest love affair and we will see you guys next week with whatever the next one is. I don't have it pulled up. Number six. Yeah, I presume. Uh, nah, fuck it. Let's do number 22. There's 21 we'll of them. jump around. You stupid son of a yeah. bitch. I thought it was 26. My mistake. <laughs> uh, so uh, we'll see you guys next time. I called you stupid so many times in this. I'm feeling rowdy. I'm really sorry. <laughs> Seems like it. Did you see people through the week? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then, I, like you said, that escape room changed me fundamentally. Seems like <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. Uh, Black Lives Matter, defund the police. Stay frosty, everyone. Kiss the girl. Is there any tactical advantage to having a hole in your sword like that, or does it just look cool? Uh, I think it it'll lighten up the blade, so you're not just like swinging up just a solid piece of iron could you also slam it down on someone's penis and slice their penis from the inside of your sword uh, you mean like with the dick going through the hole yeah and like and you just like uh just... cigar cutting it off yeah i suppose so i don't know if the holes are typically sharpened well we'd be silly to not to in case you gotta cut someone's dick off i guess but then you could just use like the sharp side you could it's, it's, it's uninspired for sure but it I is like a, a dramatic dick cutting off